following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Welcome to Recurrent Events. Current events for Retro Minds. It is Jason here again, and what a week for the regular current events. With headlines like these, this is why I created Recurrent Events. To give us a little break from the politics and crime and social issues and to explore other parts of the world that we live in. And that's not to diminish or ignore the realism that we live in today with the COVID virus and cultural matters at hand, but rather exploring other parts of our culture that entertain us and provide a distraction from the dominant headlines of the day. I appreciate you tuning in once again on the Retro Network, either on the podcast channel or now on the YouTube channel, of course, as we mine the news for some retro nuggets from this past week. Before I get into this week's news headlines, just wanted to briefly address the time frame of which I'm recording these shows. Last week, there was a retraction on the passing of actress Tanya Roberts, which didn't hit my feed until after I had recorded the show on Sunday and was producing on Monday. Maybe someday we'll do a recurrent events live, but until then, there is a gap of a couple days when I am recording and then the show is uploaded to the podcast channel and YouTube. So in the case of Miss Roberts, we found out that the reports about her death were inaccurate and then later in the week we did find out that it was confirmed she did pass away. So just a little disclaimer that Recurrent Events has about a two-day buffer from when it's recorded and when the show is actually released. Plus I'm kind of a conduit here and most of what you'll be hearing is sourced through other sites. So if you hear something inaccurate, I encourage you to first please let me know. I obviously want to report accurate stories. But also check my sources in the podcast show notes uh, and also in the YouTube description there is a link. So that's just a little note to pass along. Okay, with that out of the way, let's see what headlines popped up in the recurrent events feed this past week. So how well do you know The Karate Kid? Cobra Kai Season 3 is now streaming on Netflix. I have not yet had a chance to check it out. I'm uh, busy watching another channel on Pluto TV that I'll get to later. But uh, Ralph Macchio appeared on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon recently and gave us some insight into the casting of the film and cleared up some rumors and actually confirmed that Nicolas Cage was up for his role. That would have been an incredibly different movie having Nicolas Cage starring in The Karate Kid. There was also a couple other actors that he mentioned was up for parts in the movie. Charlie Sheen and Crispin Glover were being considered for the role of Johnny. Uh, I, I can kind of see Charlie Sheen in that role. And uh, if you think about that little cameo almost he had in Ferris Bueller's Day Off or... Uh, maybe even a little bit of Major League in there and his character on there. Uh, I can see Charlie Sheen in that role, but uh, Crispin Glover, that would have been a little bit weird too. I know he's uh, a little here or there as far as the roles that he chooses, but uh, I'm not sure how that would have looked. Also, the role of Allie, which of course went to Elizabeth Shue, Sarah Jessica Parker was up for that role. And also, Demi Moore and Helen Hunt considered for the part. 
So uh, those might have been some actors you may not have known were up for roles in The Karate Kid. In streaming news now, we learned that Roku has reportedly obtained Quibi's content for just under $100 million. Yikes. There is some uh, retro content that we had been reporting for Quibi. Uh, I know the Fugitive, I guess reboot it is, was uh, supposedly going to Quibi. There's some other shows that were being rebooted as well on the network, but it sounds like all that content is being picked up by Roku and will be streaming for free on the Roku channel app, which uh, I do check that out every once in a while. There are some fun retro shows on the Roku channel for free, I believe, with ads. But it's great that they'll be getting some new content on there as well, that and exclusive content, pretty much, that uh, you will not be able to find anywhere else thanks to them purchasing Quibi. The Punky Brewster reboot has set a premiere date, and it looks like it will be February 25th. All 10 episodes will be dropping on that day, and a new cast photo was released this week, featuring star Soleil Moon Fry, and also starring on the show Freddie Prince Jr. A trailer has been uh, previously released, uh, more of a teaser trailer. You can check that out now, and you can also prep for the upcoming revival by viewing all of the original episodes on the Peacock app. I'm a little uh, up in the air on this one. Uh, I did watch the first uh, Saved by the Bell episode, and it just didn't connect with me. And I'm a little wary on this one. It's been a while. I I didn't watch a lot of Punky Brewster back in the day, and it's been a while since I watched an actual episode. So uh, I probably will check it out. I'm imagining they're going to put the pilot episode up for free for uh, those of us who haven't subscribed to the premium parts of Peacock to check out, so uh, I'll probably do that just for uh, nostalgia's sake. But yes, uh, Punky Brewster coming back in February. Also released this week is a trailer for Season 2 of the Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot on Nickelodeon. It looks like uh, February 12th is going to be the premiere date of Are You Afraid of the Dark Curse of the Shadows, a six-part limited series based on the 90s cult classic horror series. I guess you could call it horror. It was more of a spooky thing, you know, obviously, with it being kids in there. But uh, I have not checked out the the first season, so I'm not sure what direction they've gone with it uh, since it's been back. But uh, yes, official trailer for Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 2, Curse of the Shadows, is now available on YouTube. A story over on the Nerdist uh, this week really caught my eye. The classic Universal Monsters are headed to YouTube for free. And that being their original movies will be streaming for free on YouTube. Beginning on January 15th, they are going to slowly be releasing the classic movies to YouTube. The first ones being the 1931 Dracula and the 1932 The Mummy. Following, you will get Frankenstein from 1931, The Bride of Frankenstein from 1935. Those come on January 16th. And then finally, The Invisible Man from 1933, The Wolf Man from 1941, and one of my favorites for viewing around Halloween, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein from 1948. 
you'll get to see those on January 17th. Now from what I've read here from the Nerdist, it's going to be for a limited time. Now what does that limited time mean? Well, we're not sure yet. There's nothing in the story that really tells us how long they're going to be up there, if it's going to be for a week, two weeks, a few months. But uh, YouTube, yes, that's going to be your place to see the classic Universal Monsters movies this weekend. Also, one more thing to touch on in streaming. Over the Christmas holiday, I decided to click over to Pluto TV. And uh, I always like to look over there. Just uh, I don't know what it is about that format with the setup. It looks kind of like the classic cable format, or at least it did for a while. They've updated it since then. But uh, there's nothing like just coming in on a, a channel at random to me and just starting to watch like uh, you know we used to do back in the day versus hitting play on something and you know watching it all the way through. Uh, I don't know. I just have a little bit of a nostalgia or preference for that style of app and, and streaming experience. But clicking through the channels, I, I'm such a game show fan. And I was so happy to find a 24-7 channel of The Price is Right, The Barker Years. That's right. So going back into uh, the ones that I were watching, I believe, were the late 70s or early 80s. So in that era, some episodes that they've said uh, have not been aired since then, which is uh, just awesome that uh, we're getting some classic Prices Right shows. And of course, you know, Holly and Janice and Diane, all of the Barker's Beauties there as well. So uh, if you're a game show nut like I am, head over to Pluto TV this week and watch some old classic Prices Right episodes. A couple stories in music. There's going to be a virtual live stream music festival on January the 30th called the 80s Radical Sabbatical. Uh, this looks really fun. It's going to include Poison frontman Brent Michaels, Kenny Loggins, former Skid Row frontman Sebastian Bach, founding Survivor member Jim Pedrick, Grandmaster Flash, and Ray Parker Jr., of course, of Ghostbusters fame. They will headline the eight-hour event. There will also be several 80s tribute bands that will perform, along with a storyteller's presentation featuring Pedrick and Kath Richardson, current vocalist of Jefferson Starship. The live stream is also going to feature a costume contest, an 80s aerobics class, cooking demos, trivia, and an appearance of Claudia Wells, who of course played Marty McFly's girlfriend Jennifer in Back to the Future. Tickets for this is $99.80 per household. We'll give you some limited quantity backstage souvenir credentials. You'll also get a virtual photo booth, chats, and social connections to the headliners. And each ticket also has a chance to win some huge raffle prizes, like autographed guitars and a trip for two anywhere in the continental U.S. There's also some options for uh, meet and greets, I guess virtually, with Sebastian Bach to get a uh, Back to the Future cookbook, which I actually have and I uh, have not used yet. So uh, I'm going to try to do that soon, actually, on my Rediscover the 80s YouTube channel. But uh, for more information, make sure you click the link over to themusicuniverse.com where I found the story. And you can get all the details on the 80s Radical Sabbatical coming January 30th. When's the last time you shaked your moneymaker? Yes, 
Uh, it's been a while since I listened to the Black Crows personally, but they did announce this past week there's going to be a 30th anniversary reissue of their breakthrough debut album, Shake Your Money Maker. It's either going to be available on four LPs or three CDs, newly remastered, as well as three previously unheard studio recordings. One of the tracks, uh, reading the story here from Ultimate Classic Rock, was called Charming Mess and was actually scheduled to be the first single off the album, but was actually nixed altogether, was never released with the album. There's also a collection of B-side songs, uh, previously unreleased, 14-song concert, uh, recording from 1990, and some other goodies also included in the box set. So that is coming February 26th and is available for pre-order now. I thought I'd pass along some new comic book titles that hit shops this past week and also, of course, online if you do the comiXology and that sort of thing to get digital copies. Uh, I did tell you last week that Kevin, the Masked Library, puts together a retro pull list each month for us over there on the Retro Network, but uh, did want to pass along some specific titles this week that came across. DC has uh, got this whole new slate of Future State books, including Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, The Next Batman, The Star Wars High Republic. Uh, that one's pretty high on everybody's list. Uh, it sounds like that one is selling good. From Archie's Comics, uh, The World of Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest number one is out there now. Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 21 from Boom Studios. IDW has Dungeons and Dragons at the Spine of the World number 3, which is a four-issue limited release. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic up to issue number 93. Wow, that was uh, surprising to me. Also from IDW, Star Trek Year 5 number 18, Transformers number 26, and Usagi Ujimbo number 16. And also from Marvel, Star Wars number 10 released this past week, plus uh, several other titles, of course. So uh, that's just a little glimpse of uh, some comic books that were released this past week. Okay, now it's on to some food talk. And uh, Burger King, man, they're going retro. They are changing their logo. They call it new, but uh, it looks like the classic Burger King logo. But uh, this is uh, the first time they've changed their logo in about 20 years. And uh, it looks like the basically uh, a refreshed look of the logo they used from 1969 to 99. You've got the, you know, the, the buns on top and bottom of the, the words Burger King. And they're putting it on, of course, on all of their wrappers and cups. And, oh, just kind of a, an, uh, a retro feeling if they, uh, you know, use this on their signs and... Uh, just remodel their... I, I would also love for them to remodel their stores as well, as uh, kind of some have done uh, in the past couple years. But yeah, just uh, this looks really great using that classic Burger King logo and also coming out with a dollar menu. So Burger King, you get a big thumbs up from me this week. Okay, as I mentioned last week, Kentucky Fried Chicken continues to be my favorite restaurant out there and uh, they are rolling out a new chicken sandwich starting this week uh, apparently it's a quarter pound of chicken double breaded all white meat brioche bun real mayo you can actually get classic or a spicy mayo and thicker crinkle cut pickles on the sandwich very excited to try this at KFC you know the, the 
chicken sandwich wars have been waging over the last year or two years, really. And you think of chicken, at least I do, I'm thinking more of Kentucky Fried Chicken. There are some other places out there. Chick-fil-A, of course, is uh, pretty much invented the chicken sandwich. But if anybody should be in this game and have a sandwich that's you know, uh, high up on the chicken sandwich list, it should be Kentucky Fried Chicken. So look for it coming to your local restaurant this week and uh, in the coming weeks. We've got a couple new flavors of Oreos to tell you about this week. The new Java Chip Oreo, which is a coffee flavor cream with chocolate chips. Uh, Have not seen these in stores yet. But if you go over to junkbanter.com, you can check out a review of those. Junk Banter also has a review of the new Hazelnut Oreos. And these look like they're classic cookie with a hazelnut cream inside. I'm a big hazelnut fan for coffee creamer. So uh, this sounds really interesting to me. And of the two, between the Java chip and the chocolate hazelnut, I think I would try the hazelnut first. So look for those in stores. We've also got several cereals to tell you about that are back in stores. The Impulsive Buy is reporting post-Waffle Crisp cereal back in stores. I have not uh, seen this personally, but I do remember Waffle Crisp. It's a pretty good cereal. The Impulsive Buy also spotted General Mills Dunkaroos cereal. This is pretty intriguing to me. Of course, we just had the relaunch of the regular, you know, Dunkaroos from back in the 90s, but now they've got a cereal out there. It's a vanilla flavored, a sweet corn cereal. Looks like uh, maybe like uh, cookie crisp shapes, and you've got the little confetti on top of the shapes. So uh, that uh, was actually spotted at Walmart. And another one at Walmart that my wife sent me a picture of that got me really excited was Little Debbie's Oatmeal Pies cereal. She spotted that one at Walmart as well. And uh, I was like, why did you not pick up a box? Don't send me a picture without picking up a box. I don't care what price it is. But uh, if you're gonna put out there an Oatmeal Pie cereal, I mean, come on. That is, I've lived on Oatmeal Pies my entire life and would love to try the cereal. So I think the next time we go back to the store, I'm hoping to grab a box. Uh, But that just opens up a whole can of worms for Little Debbie. If you gave me, listen, Little Debbie, if if you work for Little Debbie and you're listening to the show, this is for you. Give me a Star Crunch cereal, okay? Star Crunch has been my absolute favorite since I was in school. Mom would buy me boxes of those and always had a Star Crunch in my lunch. And if this trend continues and you're wanting to make cereal, I would love a Star Crunch cereal. Make it happen, please, Little Debbie. And Kellogg's, which is uh, releasing these cereals. So that is a personal message to you. But, you know, Christmas tree cake cereal. I mean, you could do everything that Little Debbie puts out and... Uh, Man, I would be on board in a heartbeat for some of those Little Debbie classics. Uh, Mickey, where are you, man? We need a Pumpkin Delight cereal. I mean, come on. I love pumpkin spice stuff. And, you know, last year, those Pumpkin Delights, when they came back, I could not find them here in the South. Those cakes are so great. And you put that in a cereal, and I would be buying, like, 12 boxes. So, uh, Little Debbie, come on, man. You and Kellogg's, let's put out some... Little Debbie flavored cereals here. 
Alright, a couple more treats to pass along. I don't know if this is for Easter or, or what. I'm so confused. Like, they were putting out Valentine's Day stuff the day after Christmas. So, I... <laughs> these holidays just... They come up on us so quickly now. But Reese's is putting out a Mallow Top marshmallow-flavored cream and milk chocolate with the peanut butter in the middle. Uh, those cups. So, I don't... You know, back in... Uh, Halloween last year, they had those Franken cups that had the green cream, which was supposed to be like a marshmallow flavor. So I'm guessing that might be the same thing. They just uh, made it white instead of green. But I mean, does Reese's sell a a mallow cup? Because you know, uh, growing up in Pennsylvania, we lived on the mallow cups, which is the instead of doing peanut butter in there you got the marshmallow cream and I don't think Reese's does that but they're like one step away from doing a mallow cup itself if they don't currently also out there from M&M's key lime flavored M&M's I love those type of pies like the lemon meringue and key lime the real tart pies I don't know how this is gonna work in a M&M's candy but uh, I am anxious to try key lime pie M&M's those are out in stores now. And here's something weird in the world of food that I love to pass along. McDonald's in uh, Australia is putting together a new mini hotcakes with Nutella. Okay, I like pancakes. I like Nutella. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this. This is, you know, coming off as a kind of snackable dessert. Limited time where they've got their two hotcakes and they're spreading a even layer of Nutella between them. They also offer donut holes with cinnamon sugar in Australia as a dessert at McDonald's. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It almost looks like a Nutella burger, but with, uh, you know, pancakes. I don't know if that's what they're going for or what, but, uh, you know, you could try that at home. Make yourself some pancakes and spread some Nutella on there and tell me if... Uh, you know what that tastes like uh, I'll, I'll let you sample that first <laughs> I, I, like I said I do like Nutella but I don't know if that's gonna work with pancakes or not so I'm kinda glad that one is uh, in Australia alright moving along to some news in toys and collectibles Funko has announced a board game version of Groundhog Day yes the uh, 1993 Bill Murray film and uh, love the movie so uh, there's going to be a Groundhog Day game put out by Funko. You'll get to relive the classic movie. You get to play as the cynical but lovable weatherman Phil Connors. You'll help Phil perfect his day in a cooperative, fun family game. Fast-paced play. Uh, quotes on all 60 of the movie scene cards here. And very fun artwork. So uh, look for that if you're a fan of Groundhog Day. Funko has the game for you on January 15th. Do you remember Where's Waldo? Or, uh, I guess in certain parts of the world, Where's Wally? Vans, the uh, sneaker company, is putting together some special Where's Waldo-themed shoes. And uh, <laughs> these are fun. Come over to YouTube and look at the picture, because there's two different ones. They've got the ones that are uh, essentially a scene from the Where's Waldo books. And uh, you're, I guess you're going to have to find Waldo on your shoes. I don't have word here if he's on both shoes or just on one. So uh, that would be interesting if he's uh, only on one shoe and you're trying to look for the other. The other set of vans is the red and white striped 
kind of themed and they have got the logo on the bottom there's a question mark on the shoelaces themselves so uh the other ones are more uh, slip-ons so uh you and they also have an odd law themed shoe that is the black and yellow checkers and uh the logo it looks like on the tongue with yellow shoelaces so uh yeah where's waldo coming to the world of vans do you guys ever go over to the lego ideas website it's very fun where people can actually submit lego sets their own creations and uh, they actually ask for support once they get to 10,000 then Lego officially looks at the project and every once in a while I like to go over there and look at what is close to having 10,000 supporters and I do get some information from toysandbricks.com as well shout out to that site but uh, a couple in the uh, retro themed world I'll say the X-Files I want to believe that one actually just crossed 10,000 but you can still add your support uh, to that now over on Lego Ideas. And also, The Simpsons, The Krusty Burger Restaurant. Yes! That would be an awesome Lego set to have in your collection if you are a Simpsons fan. Getting the Krusty Burger uh, Restaurant. So, you can throw your uh, name and back those two over on Lego Ideas right now. A couple months back on TRN Podcast, we reported there are some Masters of the Universe themed Hot Wheels cars coming, and they teased us with two, which was the He-Man and Skeletor cars. Uh, just uh, very fun artwork on these. I'm not certain if this is uh, original for these card backs for Hot Wheels, but uh, they look great. And these are not just you know a normal car with a wrap of a Masters of the Universe logo or something on it. These are actually themed around each character. So He-Man's car has this big gray chest plate on the hood. Skeletor's car is actually a hot rod, and it, it is kind of like his hood in the back of it, if you think of like the, the Darth Vader car that they did several years ago. It, it, it looks really cool. I'm anxious to actually to get this one. And uh, thanks to the Toy Insider this week, I saw some images of the other three cars being released in this first wave, including Man-at-Arms, which is a six-wheel car, or truck, I'll say, and has his little face shield or whatever that is that he has around his neck. That is like the grill of the truck and it's got the wonderful green and light blue and yellow paint scheme. There's also a Beastman truck coming where his face is essentially the, the front of the, the car and also a Tila themed sports car, which is more akin to her actual figure and not the character on the show as far as the, the paint scheme and look. So those five cars are coming, it looks like, later this month. And in addition, they are also releasing a five-pack box set of every car. And of course, a wonderful Castle Grayskull on the front of the box as I'm looking at it. You know, Masters of the Universe is back in a big way. And it, it seems like everybody is taking advantage of it now, including Hot Wheels. So look for those if you're a Hot Wheels collector like I am. Those will be in stores later this month. And what could be the ultimate collectible, Mr. David Hasselhoff is auctioning off his personal kit right now on an, in an auction. You can actually bid on this thing. If the price gets high enough, he will personally deliver it to you. Now, I don't know if this was actually a screen-used car or one that uh, maybe he 
had made for him custom. But uh, yeah, his signature's all over the dash. And it sounds like all of the little bells and whistles, the lights and everything is fully functional. Of course, I doubt uh, you, know, you can actually control it with your watch and turbo boost into things. But uh, <laughs> it is David Hasselhoff's car. The going price for this right now, as of the recording of this podcast, $500,000 is the current bid. The estimate... It was uh, 175 to 300,000. So uh, I think if it went over uh, what the condition was for him to deliver it, if it went over the 25% of the reserve price, he was going to do that. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's quite a bit to uh, shell out for a car. But his personal car, you know, that thing has got to be. If it's not screen use, it's got to be close to what was modified for screen use. And uh, you can bid on that if you've got an extra, you know, half a million in your bank account. The auction ends on January 23rd on LiveAuctioneers.com. All right, as we end this week, we've got a couple so-longs to tell you about in the world of pop culture. Marion Ramsey, known for her acting in the Police Academy films as Officer Laverne Hooks. She passed away this week at the age of 73. She was in uh, the first six Police Academy movies. And actually, number six is probably my favorite, City Under Siege. And there's a great scene in there with her and uh, Hightower trying to uh, get some information off the the streets on this uh, crime spree that's going around. And they come upon these uh, two rappers in the park. And they come up with this own rap themselves, her and Hightower. And uh, it's so great. She had a lot of one-off roles in television. Uh... She was on Beverly Hills 90210, MacGyver. She was also a voice actor in the uh, Addams Family series in 92 and 93. And of course, just recently, in the last uh, several years, as Steve Gutenberg has uh, gotten some of those sci-fi movies, she has uh, joined him for a couple of those. A very fun character and, uh, and passed away at a young age of 73 this week. Also passing this week, longtime... Los Angeles Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda at age 93. Wow. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, had two World Series championships that he coached in 81 and 88. Also was manager of the year in 83 and 88. Coached the Dodgers for 20 years, 1976 to 96. And uh, also a pretty prominent television commercial pitch man. In the 80s, he worked for Natural Light, uh, Rolaids, and of course SlimFast. He was uh, a, a big, <laughs> a big face for the uh, SlimFast program in the late 80s, early 90s. Was such a great personality. Uh, never forget watching uh, Kurt Gibson's home run in the World Series and him jumping out of the dugout practically. Uh, just such a big personality, and just told you exactly what was on his mind really a no-nonsense guy so was sad to see that Tommy Lasorda passed away this week at 93 okay that wraps it up for recurrent events but before we go want to take you around the retro network 
and tell you what's coming up both on the podcast channel and also on the website tomorrow on Wednesday. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, episode 27, reviewing issue 27 of Wizards magazine from back in November 1993. Also on Thursday, season three of the house show continues with a review of the WWF television series Saturday Night's Main Event Episode 2, which aired on October 3rd, 1985. And this Friday, Sequel Quest is back, featuring probably their biggest undertaking yet, rebooting the entire DC Comics movie universe. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> there is a uh, there are some movies. Yeah, I would um, you could might you know X out from the DCEU, but there's also some some great ones in there as well that I enjoy. So should be interesting uh, this Friday on Sequel Quest. Also, some web features hitting the RetroNetwork.com website this week. Yesterday, uh, Karen gave us her top five Animaniacs characters along with some of her memories of watching the animated series back in the 90s. Today, you can read about the short-lived sitcom called Scorch from 1993. Only lasted three episodes. I had not remembered the show at all, but uh, apparently Jeff vividly remembers it. And uh, you can check it out at theretronetwork.com all about this uh, lost, fire-breathing dragon that happens into this family's apartment. (laughs) Also tomorrow... Brian puts together a little wish list of retro properties that he'd love to get in the Mega Constructs line. And uh, just briefly looking at this list uh, ahead of time, I will 100% back him on all of these choices. I've been a sucker and collector for the Masters of the Universe Mega Constructs line, and uh, there are some uh, properties out there that I'd love to have in that scale. The Thundercats is one of them. And gosh, if you give me a Cat's Lair and Mega Constructs, take my money. (laughs) So check out that story tomorrow on the Retro Network. So that's a little spin around the network. Hope you will connect with all of our outlets. But if you want one place to get everything, visit theretronetwork.com. If you want to listen to all the podcasts produced through the Retro Network, subscribe to the Retro Network podcast channel feed. If you want to subscribe to Recurrent Events, we are in that channel. And we've also got our own channel. And, of course, on YouTube. YouTube.com slash C slash The Retro Network to subscribe to the show there. All right, well, that's going to do it for Recurrent Events this week. I'll be posting links to all the stories mentioned in our podcast show notes. And it's also linked in the YouTube description. Interact with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at TRNSocial. My personal account is at RD80s. Until next week, this is Jason. Hope you enjoyed the headlines. And have a great week, everybody. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.